the word abortion, mm-hmm. nothing about abortions in the Constitution. I have no idea how they even had come to the conclusion that abortion was supposed to be, you know, Roe v. how they ruled Roe v. Wade. If it's not in the Constitution, there's nothing in the Constitution about abortion. Yeah. And to me, I was just like, well, I was telling my friends who are Canadian, I was like, oh, you know, they overturned Roe versus Wade. And I was like, regardless of what you feel about abortion, this is a good thing because it was a shitty case. And they would like get emotional and they'd be like, oh my God, no, this is the worst. And I'm like, no, it's not. It was a bad precedent. Like it should have never been in the first place. It should have never been. And it's been a wedge issue for 50 years, literally. And it still is. Welcome to the Earthshaking Conversations podcast. I'm the host, Clarina Paquette. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Avi, and she is a pro-life Democrat, if you could believe it. Welcome, yeah. Avi. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm very good. So I guess the first question I'm going to ask you is, how does one become a pro-life Democrat? Tell me your you journey. Know. You know, so when I first started finding the pro-life movement, you know, I always thought, you know, abortion was, you know, obviously, like, not right. I could never really get on board with abortion. But for the most part, I was pro-choice. I was like, well, I can't have a say in what other people do, you know, with their lives. Um, Because I was also very left-leaning, and I thought that there was no place for me in the pro-life movement. And about almost about a year ago, um, I found... Um, POW, the Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising, and it's a group of leftists, people who lean left and progressives that are anti-abortion. And I was like, those are my people. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is perfect for me. Um, And then I got on board with them. And I could also never, in the past, kind of backtracking a little bit, I could never get with how pro-lifers were not consistent in their views, how they could be, um, you know, like, anti-free health care, anti-affordable housing, everything like that, but also be anti-abortion. That made no sense to me. And I'm like, what if, if I, I could be pro-life if I could do both. And then, of course, you know, POW came along, DFLA came along, um, Democrats for Life of America. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And I got involved with them. I've been um, organizing with POW for about a year now. And I've been the state chapter president of Democrats for Life of America for almost, I think, about six, seven months now. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I guess we could start into the issue of, like you mentioned, that, you know, a lot of Republicans are pro-life mm-hmm. and are anti-healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very frustrating for me to see that they are just so, from somebody who is, like, 100%, it's called, like, the consistent life ethic. We are pro-life from the womb to the tomb. We want you to be able to have a life free from violence from the moment of conception to the moment of natural death. Um, And I don't don't understand Republicans um, not supporting free health care, not supporting affordable housing, not advocating for the underdog. When, um, you know, the underdog is the unborn children, but it's also the people who are carrying them, their mothers. It's also um, the sick, the poor. And I was like, how can we be pro-life if we're just pro? We're not pro. At that point, it's not pro-life. It's just pro-birth. And I wanted to be pro-life. I wanted to be pro-life for the entire life. 
Um, and that's how I got into being a, like, pretty much hardcore socialist, hardcore free health care, hardcore affordable housing, um, actively work in uh, gun legislation, making sure that, you know, our children are protected in schools just as they are in the womb. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll kind of put my perspective in there because mm-hmm. I'm a libertarian, so I'm the opposite of a socialist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Republicans, they mostly believe in the individual. Mm-hmm. And, but on like the Republican side, they do help a lot when it mm-hmm. comes to unborn children and mothers. And I think that their view is not not having the government involved, but still being able to support mothers Absolutely. and being able to support, like you see them supporting pregnancy crisis centers mm-hmm. and, you know, I follow Candace Owens. She advertises like buying ultrasounds for mothers to be able to really mm-hmm. see if they want it with their children and stuff like that. So I think that Republicans might not be socialists and might not be pro healthcare, like pro free healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you all about the free healthcare problems in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that they're pro like community helping the mothers. So. Absolutely. So I think that's a little bit of, like, why personally I'm libertarian. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, like, I do like having free healthcare, don't get me wrong, in Canada. Yeah. But it's also, it also comes with its challenges, you know, yeah. it also yeah. comes with its problems. And I think that having the government too involved in our lives is not good. And yeah, I, I don't know, I advocate for, like, a community-based um, support. Mm-hmm. So like the community helps out and donates um for the mothers who want it who, mm-hmm. well for all the mothers yeah to be yeah there are lots of really 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 good things that republicans at least in america have done for the unborn specifically like uh ron DeSantis said that he wanted to um make like child like baby products and like strollers stuff like that tax-free and i was like um yes that's perfect that's exactly what we want um the candace owens saying that ultrasounds like they do a lot for the unborn it's just not as consistent as Mm -hmm. in my opinion as i think that it should be i love how we have so many people like i mean they make up the majority of um pro-lifers they make up a lot of us and I see a lot of them rallying behind us. And I think that that's great because, you know, there's power and numbers and we need as many people to stand up for the unborn as possible, but it's also really important to be consistent. So when I don't see that consistency, it's just like, I don't understand it as much, even though I do really appreciate them standing for the unborn, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important to have a balance too. Like, you know, right now I'm conservative, but I used to be like, you used to be a little bit more progressive, Yeah, which was like, I used to be like in the socialist party, like what would have been mm-hmm. considered Bernie Sanders party in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm conservative because it's just getting too crazy mm-hmm. out there. So I'm more on this side, but I think it's really important to have a balance and to have the left and the right kind of balancing each other out. Cause you'll have to like, you'll have authoritarianism on both sides. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, that's why you have a left and a right. And yeah. You don't have, like, one side and, and not the other or whatever. But, yeah, I wanted to get your perspective on kind of the leftist take, which is really strange, like, for pro-choicers. 
where they just completely want to get rid of like pregnancy crisis centers what, what yeah. like what's your take i think i mean the leftist view is like always we are always advocating for the underdog in my opinion we're always advocating for the disenfranchised the sick the poor I've never understood why that would not include the most marginalized and the most um, silenced in our society, the unborn. Why would that not include the only group of people in our country that their mass murder is completely legal? Why would Mm -hmm. it not include them? It's just, again, it's not consistent. Um, I've never understood. I mean, pregnancy crisis centers, if you're pro-choice, why would they not be pro-women choosing life? Why would they, you know destroy the other option the other choice i've never understood that again it's like the lack of consistency i've never understood that yeah like i remember seeing i think it was elizabeth warren just like manically like screaming out in the middle of the street like we should get rid of them and i'm like what (laughs) are you talking about you say you're a socialist but you want to get rid of like choice for women especially women in minorities and in poor communities like that's so disgusting yeah pregnancy crisis centers give out like um free ultrasounds free pregnancy tests free resources adoption resources everything that you could ask for every reason that you say that you cannot like financial reason that you say that, that you need an abortion they will help you and so why would they destroy that like i've never like you're pro-choice exactly they're not pro-choice in reality they're pro-abortion you know, they don't support women choosing life. They don't support women going to pregnancy crisis centers. They just support abortion. I mean, bottom line, that's all that that's what they're saying without really saying it. Why do you think that is? Because honestly, I've never understood why. Why? Because if you they say that they're pro-choice, but they're not. I mean, for years and years since. 19 the 1900s we have disguised abortion as a woman's right we've we've said that we've need we need to be able to kill our children to be able to be equal to a man and we have told women that we're never going to be equal to a man unless we have the right to kill our child unless we have the right to a procedure which sounds a little misogynistic to me i mean i think that we're already equal to men we're already inherently valuable to men without the right to incite violence against the unborn We've never needed to do that. Um, oh, my light just turned off. Hello? There we go. My ring light turns off like every hour. We're good now. Um, the, un- like, um, lost my train of thought. Um, basically, the unborn are the most marginalized in our society. And they th- we've come up with this facade that we need to be able to kill children for, you know, freedom and we don't. And so us saying that we want to be anti-abortion, that we want to, you know, give these this group of people the right to live, they think that we're just taking away their rights, which is understandable. I mean, I'd, I'd be pretty mad if somebody were going to take away my rights, too. I'd be pretty mm-hmm. upset about that. Um, but we're not taking away anybody's rights. We're just giving another group of people that didn't have rights before the right to life, which, I mean, is a pretty basic right. And, I mean, we're killing thousands of unborn women every day it's not a woman's right and abortion hurts and traumatizes women this has never been a tool for women this has never been helpful for women 
but when they hear us say that we are anti-abortion, they think they just automatically the flip switches in their mind, you're anti-women's rights, when that's never been the case. We just want to give a group of people that their mass murder is legal the right to live, you know? Yeah, and honestly, I think you're totally right when you say that it's super misogynistic of them to, like, say that you have to kill your unborn child to be able to have same rights as a man. Mm -hmm. Like, we should value, like, women have, honestly, like, such an amazing power. Yeah. Like, being able to give life is amazing. Like, and the fact that it's twisted into this, like, horrible thing is so weird. And, like, the people who... You know, it's it's all emotion based, and th- that's what the and or the pro abortion side of it did really well. I think is that they've really captured emotions yeah. of women, and not just women, like men, some men, um, mm-hmm. not, not all of them, but some groups of men, and they've really like as soon as they hear. Um, like Roe versus Wade being overturned, they're like immediately this is the end. Like Yeah. US is done. <laughs> yeah, this is a war on women and I'm just like, no, it's not. Calm down. <laughs> like nobody's yeah. trying to attack your rights. Yeah, and like yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's completely crazy. Yeah. And like we've programmed them to think again like this is a woman's right and when it it's never been a women's right. I mean, abortion is never going to fix the societal ills that lead to abortion of anything. The violation of women's rights is abortion because you're lying to women. You're telling them that, oh, you will never have, this will fix all of your problems. This will unrape you, whatever the issue is, whatever. You'll never have to take care of the child. You won't have financial responsibility for this child. Um, it's just a clump of cells directly lying to women saying this is going to have no side effects that's an insult to women to say that you know just directly lie to them about a procedure that you're just we're just removing a clump of cells you're not removing a clump of cells you're dismembering a live human being but i mean like okay that's just you're lying to women that is not pro-woman at all i mean they aid constantly in sex trafficking they even have a policy called don't ask don't tell so, like, if a grown man brings a 14-year-old girl in for an abortion, she shows obvious signs of sexual abuse, they don't report it. That's not pro-woman. That's just pro-abortion. They don't care about anything besides profit and money. And this is an industry that's told us repeatedly that they see us as cattle. That's mm-hmm. not a pro-woman institution. I don't want to be a part of an institution that calls us cattle and says that, you know, it, as long as we're making money off of it, it's fine. That's not a pro, that's not pro woman. That's not feminist. That's not a woman's right. A woman's right is the right to life, and we should be empowered to be able to have our children and carry out our dreams without needing to kill our children. I think that we're strong enough to support to have a child and carry out our dreams. But they constantly tell us. No, you won't be able to finish school. You won't be able to have a job. You won't be able to be successful or follow your dreams if you don't have an abortion, if you actually have this child, which is the biggest lie because they're basically telling us that we are not strong enough to do so. When, I mean, if you see women today, yes, we are strong enough. Women are strong enough. 
to have children and follow their dreams. But when they keep telling us that we're not, that's the mindset that we've just kind of ingrained into the pro-choice side is that they're never, we're never going to be able to be free without abortion when, I mean, banning abortion does not violate any rights whatsoever. Yeah. And like, I made videos sometimes and I, I'll just simply say like, you know, we should maybe not fully ban it, but at least not lie to women mm-hmm. and yeah. people lo- like they lose their mind. And it's like, yeah, obviously, ideally I want it banned too, but the first step would be to ban like lying to women and Absolutely. tell them like, like I personally think that the first step to like stopping abortion would be to number one, force ultrasounds mm-hmm. on everyone. You have to see your ultrasound because first of all, it's the health of a woman. Yeah. Like I saw this crazy headline one time that it was like a woman who took, um, I think abortion pills and she, she actually gave birth to a dead, like 30 week baby or something like that. It was like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And that could have been prevented by an ultrasound. Yeah. Right. And then, so it's not only for like, to be able to like really make an informed consent, it's to, it's for your health. And okay. the fact that Democrats are against that, not the de- Democrats, sorry. The pro-abortion community yeah. is against that. I just see them together. So it's really yeah. hard for me to I completely that. understand that. But yeah, so the, like, the first thing, and I, I said that in the TikTok and people were losing their mind and they're like, no, we should not do this. And I'm like, why? Because they're not going to have abortions? Like, exactly. You know, that's why. Exactly. See, all the time, I, I asked a pro-choice, they're like, everywhere that I go, I love to, like, create dialogue, talk to them. I'm like, do you think that we should be explaining how an abortion is performed to women and should we be giving them ultrasounds beforehand? They're like, no. Women know what they're doing to their bodies. I'm like, not no, if you don't. don't tell them what you're doing. Not if you don't tell them what they're doing to their bodies. I mean, if you wheel a woman into a operating room to say, we're going to give you a surgery and you can't assume that she's going to make the right decision to say yes or no to the surgery. If you don't tell her what the surgery is, if you don't tell her what it's going to do to her body, what it's going to do to her child, if you don't give her the option of informed consent, she doesn't know what she's doing with her body because you're not giving her the option to know what she's doing with her body. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like I can't believe people actually think that not giving informed consent and not telling them, okay, here's the psychological effects, here are the physical effects, because there are physical effects to abortion. Yeah. And they say, like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. So then I'm like, okay, so are you pro-choice or are you pro-abortion? Exactly. You know, like, in my opinion, like, the least you should be able to do, the least, is get an ultrasound and get that list of side effects listed out to you. Absolutely. And say, okay, this is what's going to happen. These are the side effects. Because in every single other healthcare field, that like they do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if I go to get my wisdom teeth taken out and they'll say, this is what is like, this is what's going to happen. We're putting you under the gas. You're going to feel like woozy after like whatever they like list out the side effects are you still okay with it yes why isn't it the same for abortion the answer i hear the most common is because these women are scared and vulnerable and they might not choose abortion i'm like 
So then you're not pro again, like you, like you said, you're not pro choice, you're pro abortion. You don't want women to have every resource that she needs to be able to choose. You just want her to have an abortion. That's really it. Um, they don't care about giving women the resources that they need. Like, hey, here's the major list of health complications and psychological effects that this abortion will have on you. Just the thing that they do say is you'll feel weepy for about three days. No, it's the women who have abortions have a 10 times higher risk of suicide than people who have not had abortions. People who have carried out their pregnancy. And they don't tell you that because... Why would they? Because they this is a capitalistic, they're feeding off of your profit, and they don't want to hinder anything that they could do to make you change your mind and make them make you not give them money, pretty much. Yeah, and I think it goes deeper than that. I think it's more than just wanting more money. I think I don't know. I believe there's dark forces mm-hmm. in that industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like certain people, like Elizabeth Warren, like I don't want to be like totally conspiracy theorists here but like just watching that video of her saying like we should shut down all the pregnancy crisis center she looked like demonic oh yeah oh yeah i'm agnostic 100 i don't have like i don't subscribe to a certain like religious belief but then there are videos of like people talking about abortions interactions that i've had with people who perform abortions and i'm like there's something a little bit more than you know just abortion here like there's like demonic stuff going on like it's just completely insane and demonic and dark oh yeah like the last year with the roe versus wade reversal like i saw a couple things like first of all there's a lot of women who actually are honest about their abortion and i think that's i think that's great honestly (laughs) and like i support them um 100 and then on the other hand, there's people straight up lying. Like, I don't know if you saw that, like, Guardian article with, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Samples. <laughs> I was like, I oh. can't believe this is... Don't even get me started on that Guardian article. That was so... I had so many people send this to me, like, as a aha moment. The article doesn't even say, like, from the original poster, it doesn't even say this is a fetus at nine weeks. It says this is pregnancy tissue. That could be the amniotic sac. That could be the placenta. That could literally be anything. That does not mean the fetus. What it actually was was most likely a bleached amniotic sac. That was not a fetus. A fetus at nine weeks is much larger. If you open an embryology textbook anywhere, any fetal development, anything, you will see that that is not a fetus at nine weeks. And even if it was, that's like throwing a human being in a meat grinder and pointing to them on the other side, like completely dismembered and being being like, see, was never a human in the first place. That makes no sense. I mean, if you dismember the human to the point where they're unrecognizable, of course they're not going to look human. But that wasn't even, that was the amniotic sac or the placenta. Pregnancy tissue does not necessarily mean, you know, fetus. Yeah, it's like if I, like, I'm a bee farmer, so it's like if I, like, took, like, a little piece of the sack and just been like, this is the pregnancy, this is what a calf looks like, and it's yeah. this big, and the calf is actually 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes zero sense, and I was laughing, because, like, all these, like, all these, it was the men that was pushing that weirdly, the male feminists, I call them, and... Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys gotta be so dumb to actually post this on, like, social media. 
I call them the bro choicers because, you know, there's nothing easier than being a pro choice man. And I call the, the bro choicers were like sent in my DMs being like, see, this is a fetus. You're wrong. And I'm just like, okay. Um, so then I, of course, I just respond with like a picture of an embryology textbook and a picture of a fetus at nine weeks. And I'm just like, there you go. Like open a sixth grade biology textbook. This is what this looks like. It's, genuinely so funny to me to see that kind of stuff like the misinformation it's funny but it's sad because like women actually believe it yes you know and the whole clump of cells thing like your cells for about maybe two weeks Mm -hmm. and then you you become an embryo and you look like a human yeah exactly like it's so sad to see people just directly lying to women and being like it's just a clump of cells it's not a baby it's not even a human being and i'm just like how can you lie to people like that how can you lie to these women who you say who are vulnerable and they're scared and you're just telling them that it's a clump of cells when it's their baby this is their child this is part of them and you're saying that they're not even human yet like that's so dehumanizing to so many people that have had abortions and are hurt by it not only that but also people who've had miscarriages yeah yeah like it's suffered a miscarriage and you just hear them say you know that's not a baby it's like that was their baby this is their child that is a human being from the moment of conception that is a whole human being and saying that it's not is so dehumanizing and hurtful to people that have suffered miscarriages or suffered abortions yeah yeah absolutely um let's get into roe versus wade um i just oh my god i'm a paralegal and i could not believe the misinformation from not just the left but also the right it was like everyone like the right was celebrating like a bit like abortion is now banned and i'm like no it's and then the left is like oh my god abortion is banned it's the end of the world and i'm like it's not though and you didn't read the case <laughs> exactly um it w- when i had someone who being like see abortion is banned this is what you wanted and i'm just like abortion is not banned you are leaving this up to the states you're actually making it a choice now like this we are just giving the states the right to choose actually you have more of a choice of what your state says about abortion because now you can vote on it if it can be completely banned or legal up to nine months you have the right to vote on that now but i mean now it just goes back to the states i mean it's not completely banned there are some states like michigan that abortion is completely legal up to the moment of birth and roe had nothing to do with banning abortions yeah i mean Roe versus Wade, like the actual case, and this was this is what like this is why I think no one actually read the case. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court is there for upholding the Constitution. Yeah. So two weeks or maybe two days before, there was another case about guns, Mm -hmm. right? And that was upheld. So like, where I think it was like concealed carry in, in New York or something, and it was a couple that was trying to get their license and they weren't able to. In the Constitution, it literally says, in the Second Second mm-hmm. Amendment, it says, you have the right, or the government has no right to impede on having guns. Mm-hmm. 
it does not say the same thing for abortion. Yes. And that's why Roe versus Wade should have never even been a case in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't in the Constitution, and the only role of the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is not there to make laws, mm-hmm. it's there to uphold the Constitution. Yes. So that's why you like you saw on one hand the case of the sec- like the Second Amendment saying, yes, you're allowed to conceal and carry because your government shouldn't be telling you that you're not allowed guns. But on the other hand, Roe versus Wade was overturned. It was overturned because it's not in the Constitution and it's not a constitutional right. And the only reason Supreme Court is there is to uphold the Constitution. And it was a huge mistake from the beginning. And even like Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that. Yeah. Like, and this is, it was obviously, they said it was egregiously wrong from the start that you cannot find the word abortion in the Constitution anywhere. The word abortion, mm-hmm. nothing about abortion is in the Constitution. I have no idea how they even had come to the conclusion that abortion was supposed to be, you know, Roe v. how they ruled Roe v. Wade. If it's not in the Constitution, there's nothing in the Constitution about abortion. Yeah. And to me, I was just like, well, I was telling my friends who are Canadian, I was like, oh, you know, they overturned Roe versus Wade. And I was like, regardless of what you feel about abortion, this is a good thing because it was a shitty case. And they would like get emotional and they'd be like, oh my God, no, this is the worst. And I'm like, no, it's not. It was a bad precedent. Like it should have never been in the first place. It should have never been. And it's been a wedge issue for 50 years, literally. And it still is. Absolutely. It is. It is. And how it it was never in the Constitution in the first place. There was nothing about abortion. Um, It makes no sense to be in the Constitution or in our whatever. It's not in any state constitution either. And now there are states that allow abortion up until the literal moment of birth. And that could like leeway into um, live, like live birth abortions. Um, Roe was wrong from the start, obviously. And it doesn't, it didn't even, it, all it did was make sure that states could not ban abortion completely. That was it. I mean, no, I don't think, well, states have done that now. Um, still with exceptions, obviously. Um, but I mean, the lowest that we had gone with Roe with abortion was I think six weeks with the Texas heartbeat bill. Yep. Is that right? The text, yeah. Six weeks yeah, with the I Texas heartbeat bill. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think it was, I think it was Mississippi who ended up bringing that case it wasn't Texas that brought that case. I think it was Mississippi that brought the case to the Supreme Court. Oh, mm-hmm. And they were trying to get it overturned, and it actually did work because there's actually some constitutional judges now on the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. We have, like, um, like with Dobbs v. Jackson, obviously they took that to the court. Um, and when it was dropped, it was like such a relieving moment for all of us because first off this thing that's in the constitution or not in the constitution this thing that was ruled um saying the constitution supports it is finally overturned because this has nothing to do with the constitution this is has protected the mass slaughter of the unborn for 50 years now and there's no reason i mean roe should have never been a thing in the first place it was wrong from the start yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think the reason why they actually, and I, 
what I believe the reason why it had nothing to do with the Constitution when they ruled Roe versus Wade in the first place, it was just to like end that argument. They were just tired of hearing it, and they said, "We'll just legalize it up to I think 15 weeks, and that's it." But that's that's that should have not happened. That's not legal. Yeah, at that point when abortion was such a big, I mean, of course it was a huge argument. It still, I mean, it still is. A ruling Roe did not stop, like, the abortion debate. Um, you know, if, like, a few years after Roe, it got even, like, the arguments got even worse. You have, like, rescue, Operation Rescue, and then you have pro-abortion people, like, now vandalizing crisis pregnancy centers. I mean, if anything, I mean, overturning Roe, I think, was one of, was a very good thing, because obviously now we can ban abortion. We can I don't think, I mean, that's obviously going to take a lot of work, but at least it's a, it's possible now. The work is, like, just starting now that we don't have that stumbling block in the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me ask you about the history of abortion. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty dark rabbit mm-hmm. hole. So, I mean, we could start with Margaret, Miss Margaret Sanger. She founded Planned Parenthood, and she was a famous racist and eugenicist. She founded Planned Parenthood because she wanted to exterminate the black population. She spoke at KKK rallies. She was just a famous racist and a famous eugenicist. Um, And that's now it's, you know, Planned Parenthood, this is a women's right. And it's like you were founded on you know, killing minorities. Don't even, I can't stand that, but it was founded on, you know, the most, was not founded on a women's right. It was founded on trying to exterminate people that did not fit other people's rhetoric and did not fit other people's preferences. It was not at all founded on, you know, the rights of women. No. And actually the first wave feminists were against abortion. Yeah. The women's yeah. suffrage were very against abortion. Yeah, and like Margaret Sanger, the thing is, Margaret Sanger wasn't for abortions for white people. No, no, not at all. No, that's why like all the Planned Parenthoods are strategically placed in minority communities. And like, this is why when Roe versus Wade got overturned, you heard a lot of like Whoopi Goldberg, which is literally the devil incarnate in my opinion. Yeah. I hate that girl. Like, she's literally so annoying. Um, And she was like, well, this is going to affect Black and... And I'm like, how? You're going to have more babies? Like, it actually affected the Black population the most because directly because of abortion, men now had the option to say, I don't want to have a part of their life. And now 25%, only 25% of, I think... um, Black babies have a father and a mm-hmm. mother present. More black babies, and I think it's New York, are aborted than born. This is not, you know, every, when you look at like a map of where all like abortion clinics are um, in America, they're all in like, like minority areas. And they're like, well, this is how they're helping us. I mean, they would, we wouldn't need this. If, you know, we had access to abortion, I'm like, so why would they spend the billions and billions of dollars that they use to create these abortion clinics 
to fund the systematic problems that lead to abortions, that lead to needing abortions. They don't care about, you know, minority rights. They are just trying to, you know, it's like liter- it's literally population control. It is. They're just trying to, you know, keep the minorities a, mon- a minority. And that's how it is. I mean, they would, they, why would they spend the billions of dollars on killing children instead of just, you know, using that billions of dollars to fix the societal ills that we need fixed, the reasons why we need abortion, that people say that they need abortion, why would they not use that money to fix those societal ills? Yeah, that's, that's a great point, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, it, it was... The whole abortion industry, like, very, it's very interesting when you look at the history, because I, like, go into rabbit holes sometimes, mm-hmm. and I did, like, the birth control one, and that one, yeah, that one is scary. Yeah. It actually, like, happened. But they, like, forced sterilized, like, Puerto Ricans. Oh, Lord. Using birth and they were, like, testing it, and they were forcing, por- I, I believe it was Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. or maybe it was Mexicans, I don't know, but... They were like testing it out on young women going to university in Puerto Rico, and they were—they actually sterilized a bunch of them because of their of their test. And birth control was actually not tested barely; like it was tested on, I think, 150 women before it became legal. That's so just messed up. I mean, everything that has to do with like abortion, birth control, everything like that has a root in racism or population control has a very dark root somehow, some way. Yeah, it yeah. does. And abortion, obviously, Margaret Sanger was a huge eugenicist, a racist. And, you know, after the World War, and I remember reading this, and I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding? She literally said, well, we can't get rid of the black population the way that the Nazis did because that's not socially acceptable. So we're going to actually do it from within and we're going to brainwash these women into thinking that they need to kill their children. And the crazy part is that it actually worked. Yeah. And that's the sad part. It's her plan. Like she'd be so happy to see what's going on today. Like it worked. Like we have officially desensitized people, you know, to the killing of children and so now it's normalized, and that's exactly what she wanted. She wanted killing normalized, and that's how she was obviously going to exterminate the black population, as she said at the KKK rally, we want to exterminate the black population. She got what she wanted. She got the desensitization. She um, got the more black babies are aborted than born. This is what she wanted. This is what the eugenicists want, the founders of the eugenicists movement the founder of the abortion eugenicist movement, this is what they wanted. And we fed into it and we gave it to them and they're des- we've desensitized people to abortion now. It's crazy. And then in Canada, we have something called medical assisted mm-hmm. in dying, you know, made. Yeah. And they're actually trying to legalize murdering your children up to one year oh, old. My... If they have disability. I'm not even wow. joking. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like forcing assisted suicide on them? Well, it wouldn't be forcing. It'd be the parent's choice, but it's still pretty oh. gross. Oh, Lord. Wow. That's completely just messed up. 
I can't. Yeah, and get, like, guess what would happen if a child with disability would go in foster care? Just medical assisted suicide. Medical assisted well, and dying. Yeah, I call it government execution. But, yeah, pretty much. Because that's. But yeah, it's. This is where we've like gotten. It's not even, and this is honestly one of the reasons why Roe versus Wade got overturned. Uh, pro choicers don't seem to see that, but I'm like, it's because you're so crazy, and it's like, legalize it up to what 18 years old. Yeah, like there is no, there is no consistent distinction bet between like you know, a baby five minutes before birth and then a baby five minutes after birth, but yet you want to kill one and not the other you know it just there is no consistent distinction why if i cannot if i can kill um a baby at seven months old why can't i kill a three-year-old there is no consistent distinction one they're still all they're they're all humans they're all humans and they're all worthy of life so why can we kill one and not the other you know Mhm. Mm yeah okay so how how do we solve these issues in your opinion like which ones in particular um how would we solve kind of the resensitization of... i think that um you know things like rescue which is like the act of going and putting your body between the oppressed and the oppressor so like if you ever have you ever heard of like operation rescue like in the 1980s um randall terry founded operation rescue or he helped found operation rescue and they would block off clinics they would go inside of clinics and you know hand resources out to women talk to them create dialogue with them um and then some would leave some would get arrested it was all i think rescue is very important to show people how that we're not just you know silent protesters we're not just going to just be like abortion is wrong we're going to do something about it I think victim imagery is very important um, in moderation, like, and depends, like, certain, like, right time and place for victim imagery to show, like, this is what abortion genuinely does. You know, testimonies from women who've had abortions, people who've survived abortions, um, babies who've survived abortions is very important to show them that, like, this is, this is, a mur this is murder. And these are human beings who have survived the thing that you're advocating for. And here they are, alive, standing for life, a full human being. Somebody that you said wasn't a human being now is a human being. And they're standing and they're saying that this is wrong. That's mainly, I mean, with resensitization. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have a little bit of a different approach. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, I think, first of all, like I would force like ultrasounds mm -hmm. not just not just to resensitize them but also to um also to like for the health like it's mm -hmm. crazy that you don't do that but the second thing i think i would do is i would again force them to know exactly what it is mm -hmm. a lot of women go into this thinking oh it's a clump of cells oh whatever it's no big deal you know the democrats said it's no big deal and, and mm -hmm. it must not be and, and they're being lied to and, and that's a travesty there's like one in three women have had an abortion and one in three women suffer immense amount of trauma and you can see it yeah when, when you talk to these women you can see it mm -hmm. and so i would you know really like 
I think I would do like kind of what Candace Owens is doing mm-hmm. um, in, in the way that you give them the option. I think 60% of women choose life mm-hmm. after seeing their ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest, I would just tell them exactly like what it is in great details and, you know, exactly like a medical procedure procedure should be. And then of course, I hate Planned Parenthood. It needs to go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, it's one of the like most evil corporations ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just like it, it got it's got to go. And also, I think I would just increase pregnancy crisis centers mm-hmm. and and support for women kind of encourage people to actually support women because for me i think it's more this is something that's going to be more community-based i don't think the government is ever or should be involved in it like i'm very much against the government like if i could i would like pay no taxes and i just like mm-hmm. hire my own people to like mm-hmm. do whatever but yeah like i think it, this is gonna end up being a community-based mm-hmm. um thing and like we see like kind of the results of abortions too the fact that made is even talked about in like in canada this is a big issue i'm not sure if it's a big issue in the states but in canada made is legal and it started out with terminal terminal illness and now it's terminal Ill- illness if you have a mental health disorder they're trying to legalize it for like 12 year olds and up to like do it without their parents consent Mm-hmm. And it's like this whole thing is about normalizing death. Yeah, in my opinion, it absolutely is. I think exposing first off, exposing the abortion industry for what they were founding on, founded on what they do, um, is a main part because a lot of people they don't know they genuinely think that this is a healthcare industry that wants to help women. It's not it at all. I think exposing the abortion industry for what it truly is is a big part of resensitizing our communities. And, um, like, yeah, like, um, ultrasounds, showing them what an abortion is. And there are even times that I'm at, like, a pro-life event, and there will be victim imagery, and I will see people flipping it off, yelling curse words, saying that they're glad that we can kill children. And it's just like, hmm, that's very interesting they don't i think women who are pregnant and going into abortions are much more sensitive to that type of thing that's why i think we should be very careful with like victim imagery um but like explaining to them how you know all these different types of procedures are done these are the psychological risks these are the type of cancer that you're more likely to get um you know stuff like that and now like in Michigan and Vermont, you don't need to, there are no health and safety regulations for abortion whatsoever. Like they do not have to clean their equipment, stuff like that. There is absolutely no standard of health, safety, hygiene, anything for them. Um, Exposing them for what they truly are is going to be one of the biggest parts of ending abortion and resensitizing our communities mainly. Yeah, and honestly, I think that the Republicans had a major missed opportunity in the midterms. Mm-hmm. They were trying to run away from the abortion issue. And the 
like, we, well, we all saw, like, the midterm results, they were terrible for, um, mm-hmm. for Republicans, they were great for Democrats, which mm-hmm. I'm not even sure how that was possible, but mm-hmm. I personally think, and if I were to talk to, like, the Republican leaders, I would say, you'd need to double down. I know this sounds crazy, and, but I think that if the Republicans showed what, um, like what abortion is actually what Planned Parenthood specifically does, I think that they would go a long way into flipping votes in that way. Because the Democrats, they had nothing, right? They had really terrible stats, but they had the abortion issue and they monopolized it and they ran with it. And even I, I was like, there's no way in this, like these high gas prices and this inflation that they're actually going to succeed. And I was majorly wrong. And I think that Republicans need to seize the moment and they need to, first of all, I would like put across the board, like a policy, maybe not fully ban it, but ban it after a certain amount of weeks for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would be running ads every single day on every single TV showing what Planned Parenthood is doing. Like, I, that's what I would be doing. I would literally be like, doing the opposite of what the Democrats do. And I'd be like running ads all the time about what Planned Parenthood is, who Margaret Sanger is, how it got started, the racism behind it. And that would be a great way to resensitize people. And a lot of people would be like, holy shit, I didn't know this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the abortion issue is I always see like Republicans you know, kind of not really wanting to talk about it as much. And I'm just like, this is something that you cannot compromise on. This is something that you need to stand very firm on. Human life and the right to life is being violated for an entire group of human beings. And you need to stand up. I mean, you are legislators. You need to stand up and tell them, show them that this is wrong. If you are truly anti-abortion, as you say you are, if you are pro-life, as you say you are, then it's time to act like it. It's time to stop being silent on the issue of abortion and silent in the face of mass slaughter. Mm -hmm. And it really did cost them last election, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trump had said something like, oh, the abortion issue was the reason. I'm like, yeah, it was, but you could have doubled down. My dog started very aggressively barking. What did you say? I said, um, like, they could have, like, Trump said that the abortion issue was the reason they lost the midterms. And I was like, yes, that's true. But you guys should have doubled down. You should have been running ads about Planned Parenthood, about Margaret Sanger. You should have been exposing them for who they are. And right now, it seems like, honestly, the only people who are doing that are the pro-life people. Yeah, I mean, as legislators, you have such, like, they have such a loud voice. They are the people making our laws, deciding our laws and how our society will go. They are the ones that should be telling people how wrong abortion is and exposing this industry for what it actually is. I mean, you just hear them saying, you know, abortion, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. And I'm like, why? Tell us why. Why are you pro-life? There are so many reasons you could be pro-life. Expose the abortion industry expose abortion for what it truly is you are the people with the amplified voices so tell people what this is and expose them for who they truly are yeah 
Yeah, and also, well, I think that this is something else the pro-life community does well. There's a lot of resources for women who've had abortions, who want to solve their trauma, and I think that's, like, I think that's great. That's very much needed, because unfortunately, on the pro-choice side, there isn't nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, we have great organizations like Let Them Live. Um, Red Rose Rescue helps women. Um, There are so many places and so many organizations that truly help women. And it's it's silenced by the pro-abortion side. There are always, I get DMs on my stories talking about resources for women being like, shut the F up. And I'm like, you said you support choice. I'm just offering another choice. So, I mean, I'm not trying to take away your profit as, as that's what's most important to you. I'm just giving them another choice. Like you say that you are, you are pro-choice. So let me offer them the other choice. There are so many good organizations out there for pregnant people and for pregnant women. There are like at the point that you can have little, little to no birth expenses, they'll pay your hospital bills. You will have somebody by your side the entire time to what during the birth of your child and raising your child but it's so silenced by the pro-abortion side because they don't want to acknowledge that the fact that the only choice is an abortion yeah and that's what's crazy to me again like i just whenever i see um like pro-abortion i don't even call them pro-choice i call them pro-abortion because if they were pro-choice they'd be pro what we are like even if you're not like against or if even if you're against criminalizing abortion like at the very least if you say you're pro-choice you should be able to not lie to women the fact that they have to dehumanize like the life and reduce it to a clump of cells a a fetus which a fetus is really an unborn child like that's what a fetus is um yeah or an embryo like it's all it's all dehumanizing terms to lie to women at the end of the day and tell them like, Oh, it's, it's nothing. It's just, it's like a tumor, right? It's not a tumor. It's a baby. It's your DNA, you know, and it's not going to undo your trauma. Unfortunately, it's only going to add to it. And this is what I tell people. I'm like, you don't want to add to your trauma. You want to solve the trauma you already have. And abortion is not a great way. Like, you will only add to your trauma. And you're not only going to add. You're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life. Like, this is yeah. a serious, abortion serious does decision. Not undo, yeah. Abortion does not undo the trauma of rape. I mean, I was sexually assaulted. I had... I have was manipulated by the abortion industry into um having an abortion i was i did not end up having needing to have an abortion i was considering it um and i was told to stay silent about my abuse for four years while i was in contact with these people who either worked for the abortion industry were abortion supporters whatever they were saying just don't say anything you know we can't help you we're not going to report it but stay silent until you get raped and then we can give you an abortion um, and nothing, abortion did not help anybody that I've talked to that's had abortions because they were raped. Abortion does not undo the trauma of rape. Everything reminds me 
of my rape. I mean, it could be the sm a smell of something, the color of a car, somebody's hair color. Abortion does not undo all of that. Nothing can undo all of that. That's something you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. And saying that abortion is just going to, you know, fix everything is ignorant. You know, it's ignorant. It's not trauma-informed. It's deceitful. You're, like, deceiving women by telling them that this is going to fix all of their issues. This is going to be a cure-all for them. Because it won't. It's just going to create more trauma, more issues, more health complications than you would have had if you hadn't had the abortion. Or if you would have carried the pregnancy to term. No matter what, women who have abortions have a 10 times increased risk of suicide. And so, obviously, that impacts your mental health, especially just after you've been raped. And women who've been raped and have had and are considering abortions deserve better than abortion. They deserve resources. They deserve care. They deserve empathy and radical compassion, not just, you know, here's a quick fix because we don't want to deal with your issues. Go get it taken care of. Bottom line is pretty much what they're saying. Well, I'm really sorry to hear about that. That's really traumatic. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, I really... Can you talk about what the abortion industry does to um, victims of rape and victims of human trafficking? Yeah. So when you go in for an abortion, obviously, um, they hide human trafficking very well. I mean, I think it's like 53% of human trafficking cases are forced abortions, but yet none of those get reported. Um, there was a case study, um, or there was a study done by Liberty EDU about human trafficking and abortion, how prevalent it is. And it is such a concerning issue. I mean, they have the don't ask, don't tell um, policy, um, and they just don't speak up about abortion. There were multiple cases where 13, 14, 15-year-old girls, and this was recorded, live action did a, like, recorded study or whatever, like, they did a recorded interview type thing, like, undercover. Um, talking about going in as, like, a 15-year-old girl getting an abortion. She's like, I'm in a relationship with a 30-year-old man, and I need this abortion because I'm pregnant. My parents can't know. And a lot of the time, they would lie to her and tell her how to, like, get a judicial bypass to illegally obtain abortions, how to lie to her parents. They didn't report her, you know, because she was most likely being groomed. They didn't report her to, like, you know, they didn't report the information to, like, CPS. They just... We're like, oh, yeah, here's an abortion. That's fine. There have been times where live action has recorded, um, like, a pimp, as somebody going in as, like, a pimp, um, bringing in girls from human trafficking, and they have told the girls how to, or they've told the trafficker how to get the girls back to work quicker, um, how to hide this. And they've admitted and they've agreed to aiding sex traffic rings. They don't at all help victims of rape and abortion they hide what they're doing i mean they destroy evidence they give these girls abortions and then return them back to their abusive situation so that they can be abused again and go back for another abortion and create more profit and create more trauma essentially they've hidden sex trafficking for years and years women who've had abortions because they were raped so many women that i've talked to have been like, this traumatized me more. This was not at all helpful. Um, there, I know a girl who had abortions repeatedly when she was eight years old because 
she was sexually trafficked. She was human trafficked. And she's like, people that should have told me this was wrong was Planned Parenthood. They should have told me that it's not normal that I'm going in for abortions all the time, that I'm eight years old and having to have abortions. This isn't normal. But they don't report that because it's not normal. It's not normal for a nine-year-old girl to go in or a nine-eight-year-old girl to go in for an abortion as a grown man is bringing her in. She's obviously distressed. That's not normal. But they don't report that. And they say that they don't report it because there's nothing they can do about it, even if they did report it. So they might as well just give the girl an abortion. Which isn't true. I mean, you can do a lot by reporting abuse. You can get that guy put in jail. You can get the ring shut down. There's so much you can do by reporting abuse. They're just lazy, and they just don't want to. It creates them more profit if these girls have to keep going back for abortions. It creates more trauma. And that's all that they're doing for sexual assault survivors is just creating more trauma. Abortion has never helped um, rape survivors, human trafficking survivors. It's just so, like, disgraceful. Like, I have no words, honestly, for this, because it just shows how anti-women and anti, like, pro-abortion they are. Like, they're anti-choice. The fact that they're not even helping victims of human trafficking and victims of rape and of grooming, it's so gross. And that's the least they can do, really. And Is it yeah, just it's like report it. It's the least they can do, and like we have an ongoing issue of human trafficking in North America. There is a lot of it that's going on, and it's a big issue that no one really talks about. And they're like aiding and abetting in that, and it's really disgraceful. Yeah, it is just so heartbreaking to see how many women are just sex trafficked and abused by the abortion industry, but being silenced by the pro-choice side because they're like, this is a choice, this is a woman's right, and they're like, it wasn't my choice and it wasn't my right. You know, it's so just insulting to people who have been raped and abused or sex trafficked and abused and forced into abortions or have had abortions to say that this is a right. This is what you need. This is for victims of rape. This is what you need. That's not what you need. You need love and support and compassion, not abortion. That's not the cure-all. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Let me finish this podcast with asking you, how does the left respond Specifically, the pro-choice left response to you being a pro-life Democrat. It is, you know, I get mixed responses. Some people are like, wow, I'm so glad to see a pro-choice Democrat, or pro, oh, Lord, pro-life Democrat. And then some people are like, you know, death threats in my DMs. Like, you can't be a Democrat if you're pro-life. And I'm like, actually, I can, because I agree with the Democratic Party on so many things, just not abortion. And so, you know, one issue, you know, some de- most Democrats have at least, like, one thing that they disagree with with the party. But, you know, me, it's abortion. So, of course, that's that's the kicker for them. I get some positive responses, and I get some people just completely invalidating that I'm a Democrat, saying that I'm just, like, a Republican in disguise, that I'm just trying to you know, go undercover as a Democrat to, like, get through to the Republicans. And I'm like, 
No. Anybody at Thanksgiving dinner can tell you that I'm a Democrat, so. Yeah, well, I think, honestly, you're a wonderful human being, and thank you for everything that you do, honestly. And thank you for coming on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Karina. Thank you for having me.